Today is Friday, September the 2nd, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, we break down this weekend's game as kickoff is finally here. South Carolina taking on the Georgia State Panthers to open up this 2022 football season. Guys, I'll break down the game in its entirety. First things first, of course, we'll talk Georgia State. Also talk top storylines, key matchups to watch, keys to the game, and I will lock in my prediction as well. Also, guys, your listener questions, we have got a jam-packed show for you here on this game day eve and it's all brought to you by our friends over at red fox roofing guys red fox roofing is a family owned and operated residential roofing company born and raised in the carolinas they're proud south Carolina gamecock fans servicing the local columbia charleston and most of the surrounding areas they offer free inspections for storm damage free same day estimates for full roof replacements and roof certifications for people getting ready to sell their homes. Also, they know how important shingle quality is when it comes to your roof. That's why they use Atlas Shingles, which is the only shingle manufacturer on the market who's partnered with 3M and has a Scotch Guard protection on their shingles. They offer a lifetime algae-resistant warranty that your roof will never have those ugly black streaks from algae buildup. Now, when it comes to the best possible pricing, they've got you covered there as well. Red Fox Roofing is willing to be any written estimate and allows financing as well. They service every home as if it was theirs and their attention to detail and customer service is truly what sets them apart. Simply put, guys, they always leave it better than they found it. Give them a call today at 843-364-3023. That's 843-364-3023 for all of your roofing needs. You can also find them on Facebook at Red Fox Roofing or if you have any questions, go to their website. That's redfoxroof.com, Red Fox We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Dot com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. Let's get it.
it all in, folks. Game day eve is officially here. You're hearing the sound of my voice, depending on when you're tuned in. We're just about 24 hours away from kickoff until toe finally meets leather at williams Bryce Stadium, and we embark on the journey that is this 2022 football season. Folks, we officially made it. Congratulations. You all made it through yet another preseason, and we finally get to reconvene yet again tomorrow. Enjoy each other's company. Tailgate. Oh, yes, yes, tailgate. Tailgate and prepare ourselves for yet another South Carolina football season. Folks, happy Friday. TGIF, hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show as always. And this is just not your typical Friday. Is I'm sitting here, man. I got goosebumps right now recording the show. The first game preview show of the 2022 season. Guys, I talked about on Wednesday's show, there are certain things that happen, right? Whether it's the turning of the leaves, right? The weather cooling off or the kids going back to school or fall camp beginning. There's certain things that happen that let you know that football season is back. Well, game preview shows returning. Hopefully that's one of those things. You hear the sound of my voice today and you say, hey, the season it's officially here, folks. I'm so fired up. I'm so excited. Before we do get rolling, I do want to say this. Of course, we got a couple housekeeping items, just a couple reminders, but I, I want to start with this, and I want to express my gratitude, truly from the bottom of my heart, and say thank you all for as the preseason comes to an end. You know, we've been counting this thing down since 100 days until kickoff, right? We have broken down and dissected this thing in every single way you can think of, from each opponent the Gamecocks play to each position unit. I've locked in predictions. We've talked offense. We've talked defense. We've talked special teams. And I know at some point, right, it becomes a lot. We get tired of talking about it. We just want to see football on the field. I feel the same exact way. But you guys, yet again, throughout the preseason, continue to tune in. You continue to show love. You tune in the podcast. You tune in the Daily Crow. And so I just want to say to you all, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, man, from the bottom of my heart for showing love all throughout the preseason. You guys help me get through it. You know what I mean? I, I'm anxious. I'm ready for kickoff. But I know that you guys, you look forward to the podcasts. You look forward to the shows. You look forward to the content on social media, the graphics, the clips, everything. And you guys keep me fired up and keep me excited. And I'm just so happy now that we get to kick off. But I did want to stop and say thank you all so much, man. Yet another successful preseason in the books. And I'm so excited now that we get to talk about a game actually on the field tomorrow. And I've always looked at it this way, guys, ever since I've started doing this, that you know, for myself, for really us all, though, game day is the reward. You know what I mean? That, that's the day to, to really enjoy it. We spend all week talking about it and, and breaking it down and, and giving predictions. But game day, truly in its purest form, is a day of enjoyment. It's a day of fellowship. It's a day of uh, just soaking it all in and being in the present moment and enjoying the company of one another and enjoying taking in something we all love so dearly, and that is South kind of football. Guys, on that note, let's get into these housekeeping items and then we'll dive into the show because we got a lot to discuss and a lot to talk about. First things first, guys, of course, before the game, 
the tailgate at Seawells. Extremely excited to be back out at Seawells this season. We'll be in the same locations, or the same location, I should say, for every single game, right? Kickoff tomorrow is at 7.30. The party gets started at noon at Seawells. Yep, we're going to be out there all day. Are we crazy? Yep, that's confirmed. But damn it, we love it. We do it every single year, and we ain't never going to stop. Again, it all gets going at noon. We'll be in spots 78 and 96 through 98. So, just to avoid confusion, spot 78 is like right behind spot 96. So they're connected. Again, guys, you'll see the TSUS flag and the Big Cock Club flag. You literally will not be able to miss it. If you're looking at Seawells, right? If you're where the rocket is in the fairgrounds and you're looking at Seawells from across the street, we are on the left side of Seawells in that paved area. Again, you will see the flags flying. I will have koozies and towels for sale. My good friend Mason of Red Fox Roofing, he'll have some free koozies, free swag to give away. Also, come sign up for a roof inspection to get entered into, or actually get a free gift card, excuse me, a $10 Starbucks gift card. So we will have swag on hand. Be sure to come and partake. Again, I'll have towels and koozies on sale, $5 a pop. I know there's a lot of you probably tuned in who want to get towels. I'm probably going to have I'd say six or 700 towels on hand. And I'm hoping, I'm praying those things are going to be gone by the time that we get to kick off. So either way, guys, Seawell is going to be out there all season, but tomorrow specifically, we'll be out there at noon and we'll rock and roll all day long, watch football, toss the pigskin around uh, and count down the seconds until kickoff. Also, guys, I put this in the housekeeping items. I guess this just could have been a, a, a note, uh, a news tidbit, if you will, but uh Sir Big Spur is back. Hey, Sir Big Spur is back. The general, RIP the general, lasted a grand total of like four days maybe or whatever. But either way, hey, you know what I say this. Van, Beth, the current handlers, who I know very well, I'm so happy that they and the old handlers were able to put down their swords, come together, and do what was best for USC, which is keep the name. So, Sir Big Spur is back, guys. It was either the greatest marketing ploy of all time or we really just messed up. But the Gamecocks retained the name Sir Big Spur. We went through all that madness, all those those silly, stupid names just just to end up right back where we started. So just in case you were wondering, Sir Big Spur is here to stay. Let's give them a brief round of applause. Great stuff. Great stuff. And again, Van and Beth, awesome people. The current handlers really appreciate their friendship and their support of TSUS. And uh, just really happy that this is finally been put to bed and and we can move on and, and talk about some actual football. On that note, folks, let's get into it. The 2022 season officially begins tomorrow night at Williams-Brice Stadium under the lights, 7.30 kickoff, streaming on SEC Network Plus, and ESPN Plus. Of course, Williams-Brice Stadium, the site of it all happening. As we talked Wednesday, Gamecocks it is a 12.5-point favorite. The over-under set at 56.5. And And in case you were wondering, this is the first meeting between these two schools. As Corey People pointed out on the show on Wednesday, Georgia State's program has only been in existence for 13 years. So a very young program, but they have had a lot of success to this Point. Now, guys, we broke down Georgia State in the preseason over the summer, so I'm going to go ahead and dive straight into the storylines 
And you've got to start in this one with the familiarity on both sides. I mean, there are so many, I tell you what, for a season opener, there are so many intriguing storylines. But, of course, guys, it starts with some familiar faces. Sean Elliott, of course, his return to Williams-Brice Stadium, of course, served as the offensive line coach for the best era in Gamecocks football. Also was what uh, was also served as the interim head coach for a little bit in 2015. And J.C. Sherbert on the Daily Crow yesterday pointing this out. I believe this is the first time ever a former South Carolina head coach is returning because, again, he was a a head coach. Might have been interim, but he was the head coach. A former head coach is returning to take on his old South Carolina program. So, really interesting there. Obviously, we had Coach Elliott on the airwaves over the summer. A lot of emotions there. Maybe Coach Elliott feels like uh, he got done dirty by USC, should have gotten the job, what have you. So, you know there's going to be a lot of emotions on his sideline with him, his family, his players. He will have his team fired up, ready to go, because they know what it means to him. Uh, Also, guys, the return of Jemiast Williams, who has gone from playing defensive back at USC to being a stud running back at Georgia State, almost ran for 1,000 yards last year. He returns. You know, he'll be wanting to have a big game in his old venue. And also on the Gamecock side, Jordan Strawn, the edge, taking on his old team. Jordan Strawn was on Georgia State's roster a couple years ago. So, again, a lot of familiarity. How does that play into the chess match? It should be a lot of fun and a lot of emotions on the field tomorrow night at Williams-Brice Stadium. Guys, of course, another big top storyline, and we've been talking about this all preseason long but the debut of Spencer Rattler. I mean, all eyes are on seven. You can talk about Wells. You can talk about Stog. You can talk about Devonnie Reed and some of these other transfer guys, Christian Bill Smith. But Spencer Rattler is the guy that we all want to see in tomorrow night's ballgame. How does he play? How does this offense play? What does this offense look like? That's what we're all concerned about. And I, I say concern. That's the wrong word. We're not concerned about. That's what we're all anxious about and intrigued to see, if you will, just what does this offense look like? We've heard so much about it this preseason, right? We've heard so much about it, what it's going to look like, how it's going to play out. We finally get to feast our eyes on Spencer Rattler in a Gamecocks uniform. Not just spring game, but an actual Gamecocks uniform tomorrow night under the lights. Also, guys, on the big storyline for me, you look at... What was the problem for USC last year, right? And they've heard about it all preseason long from folks like me. Offensive line and defensive line. The line of scrimmage, run offense and run defense. Both were abysmal a season ago. And while Georgia State is not Arkansas, they're not Georgia, they're not A&M, they're not Clemson, this is going to be an early test for the line of scrimmage. You look at Georgia State last year, guys, just in case you forgot, they ran for 226.4 yards per game a season ago. That was good enough for eighth nationally. Now, in regards to stopping the run, their defense struggled a bit, but they pride themselves on physicality. It's a Sean Elliott coach team, as you can imagine. So I think this will be really intriguing. We are going to know very, very, very quickly just how much better this offensive line and defensive line are in regards to the run game. Now, you might say to yourself, well, Chris, you can't really draw conclusions from a season opener. And I agree with you to a degree because you look at last year, right? And this is a football team that from the jump, you could see that the offensive line had struggles. You could see that the offensive line had woes. We ignored it against EIU because we said, well, you know, it's a season opener and and they're just sloppy coming out. You know, it's nothing to be concerned about, nothing to worry about. And sure enough, it lingered. 
all season long, right? Nobody would argue the offensive line was an efficiency all year, except for a couple of minor bright spots. But for the most part, it was a concern. I think it is pivotal. And that's probably the thing that I want to see the most from this football team is winning at the point of attack. You look at the size matchup, right? South Carolina has the advantage, both offensively and defensively. I know that Sean Elliott will have his team ready to play. I know Sean Elliott will have them in the right headspace. You know he's telling his guys right now, hey, guys, look at what these guys did last year. It's the same exact dudes. We can attack. We can make them uncomfortable, right? We can win at the point of attack, and we can win on the line of scrimmage. It's going to be a test, right? It's going to be a test because it is important for this group and this team to build some confidence in this one, build some confidence up front. And I think the way you do it, the way you do it in victory, again, not to spoil my prediction, but getting there, the way you do it is important, right? It's not just good enough to win. You need to establish in a football game like this, hey, Georgia State, quality football team. They've had success in SEC venues. They've had success against upper competition. But we should be able to push those guys around. So, again, it's a great early test for the line of scrimmage. And I'm not saying, listen, I'm not saying that if the offensive line has an average or below average even game against Georgia State, I'm not saying that guarantees anything for the rest of your season. But I tell you this, if the O-line doesn't play well in this one, especially, guys, especially after all preseason long, hearing about how bad they are, right? That's all we've heard. Offensive line's terrible. They're a deficiency. Oh, defensive line couldn't stop the run. Defense couldn't stop the run. If those guys can't take it upon themselves to get a freaking push against a team they've got the size advantage against and should be able to push around, then then I don't know. Maybe they're just really not all that good. Maybe they're just not up to snuff, and we just got to deal with the fact we don't have a good offensive line yet again. But I don't think that'll be the case. A nice early test, and again, it will set the tone for the next two upcoming in Arkansas and Georgia. I just spoke on it, guys, and the big storyline for me is you have to factor in Georgia State's success against SEC foes. This is not a football team that will be intimidated by the Williams-Brice Stadium atmosphere, and it will be a damn great atmosphere tomorrow night under the lights. Again, I think we're close to a sellout is what I am hearing. Um, But this will not be a football team led by Sean Elliott that will be intimidated. I mean, you look back, guys, a couple years ago, they beat Tennessee in Neyland. Should have beaten Auburn last year. Lost to them by 10, had a lead in that football game. So this is a team and a program that will come into Willie B and expect to win. Again, they've had success against upper echelon competition. They've had success against Power 5 SEC competition. They will not be intimidated, right? It will be up to South Carolina to go out and execute and beat them and win this football game. Georgia State's not going to be scared. They're not going to be timid. I think, if anything, early on especially, they're going to be the ones trying to throw haymakers. They're going to be the one trying to throw the punches and get South Carolina off their game, right? Because all the pressure in this game is on USC, right? All the pressure is on us to not lose to Georgia State, to not make it a fourth-quarter close game. And they know that. Sean Elliott knows that. They'll try to use that to their advantage. Again, the chess match in this one, really interesting how it plays out. But do not sleep on Georgia State and do not take them lightly because, again, they have shown before in SEC venues, they are not scared. They will come ready to play, and they will come into Willie B expecting to win. Guys, another big storyline, it goes off the field. But, of course, we got to mention the LED lights, man. All of, By the way, all of the upgrades 
at williams Bryce Stadium from the concourse being improved to the cockpit being under the scoreboard to, of course, the lighting is really what I'm excited about to see and, and the ribbon boards and the LED lights and, and just being able to, again, guys, I mentioned the fun things about game day and, and what makes game day so special and us all being together and, and taking it all in. Certainly seeing those upgrades and, and those additions to Willie B is going to be really cool. And then finally, guys, my final storyline is this. All of this preseason hype, right, and all this buzz and all of this excitement, it comes to a head tomorrow night, right? We have spent the last three, four months, ever really since Spencer Rattler announced he was coming to USC, being jacked up and being excited about this football season. Ever since the Gamecocks took down UNC in the Mayo Bowl, we have all been looking forward to tomorrow night. And I think we'd all agree, there is as much buzz and energy and excitement around this South Carolina football program, I think probably since the 2014 preseason, when the when, when the Gamecocks were playing off three straight 11-win seasons, right? We're going into 2014, ranked, I believe, top 10 preseason, you know, the, the debut of the SEC Network, and I was at that football game against Texas A&M. But that preseason, this preseason has felt very, very similar. You know, I, I'm somebody that I feel like, a lot of times, you know, phrases get abused if you were like, oh, you know, he's the GOAT or this is the greatest ever. Or, this is legendary, right? Like we abuse terms like that. So I don't want to sit here and say, you know, oh man, this is the this is the most excited I've been for Carolina football ever. Because like, I feel like we say that every year, right? right? Like I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Like I'm always excited. I'm always excited going into a season. But this year definitely hits different. There's no question because last year, right? We were excited because there was just a change. We were excited for the beginning of the Shane Beaver era, and we didn't know what to expect. Well, now, guys, we're excited. And we're excited because we have real on-field reason to be hype. We have real on-field reason to be excited. I mean, you think about the additions, right? We won't even start with them. We'll start with the offensive line. 129 career starts are back up front. Seven guys who have started six or more games in a season, they return. Your entire two deep is back. You didn't talk about the additions. Spencer Rattler, Antoine Wells, Austin Stogner, Christian Beal Smith on the defensive side, Terrell Dawkins, Devonnie Reed, all players who should make major, major contributions. You didn't think of the returners. Hey, Marshawn Lloyd, prime for obviously his best year in Garnet and Black. Josh Van. Oh, by the way, Jaheim Bell, right? Then on the defensive side, Jordan Birch, Zach Pickens, Jordan Strawn, Alex Huntley, Mo Caba, Sherrod Green, Brad Johnson, Debo Williams, Cam Smith, Darius Rush, Marcellus Dial, R.J. Roderick. Right, The youngsters you added, all of the positive momentum in recruiting with the program, with Shane Beamer. I mentioned it the other day on the Daily Crow, guys. Doesn't it feel like all of the stars are aligned? I mean, this is a program that is, that is it feels like on the cusp of a breakout season. This is a program that is on the cusp of kicking down the door and saying to the college football world, we are here. We are for real. We're not all just preseason hype and talk, right? But it all comes to a head tomorrow night. What will this season hold? And I'm not saying again, no matter if you win by 
seven or 10 or 20, or you win by 50, guys. You can't draw conclusions from a season opener. But I do think it is important, right? All this preseason hype you've had, let's go deliver on it, right? Hey, you want to say if you're Antoine Wells, which I loved it saying, we just going to kill him. Go kill him. You got to go kill him now. Talking season is over. The preseason is over. The hype is over, right? Hey, everybody's got warm and fuzzy feelings when they're 0-0 and nobody's gotten hit, nobody's thrown a pick, and nobody's fumbled the ball, nobody's made a mistake. Now it is time. Under the lights, at Willie B, in front of a packed house, to take all that preseason hype and all that talk and all these predictions. The stage is set. Now it's time to perform. Cannot wait to see what happens tomorrow night. Guys, let's dive into our key matchups to watch as the Gamecocks take on the Panthers. Before we do, guys, hey, speaking of football season, you want to win some money this year? Why not with our friends over at Prize Picks? Go download the Prize Picks app. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the promo code TSUS at sign up to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Guys, Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. Here's how it works. You pick two to five players. You can win up to 10 times on any entry. Prize picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry guys. It's literally just you against the projection. Prize picks allows mixed sport entries. So for example, you could take the over on Rattler, parlay with the under on LeBron, parlay with the over on Mahomes. You can do NBA, NHL, MLB. And of course, the reason we love prize picks, because you can play college sports. Prize picks also is a slick, easy to use mobile app both on the App Store and Google Play. And guys, they're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. Guys, let's break the bookie this football season because there's a lot of value to have on a week-in, week-out basis. Hey, that's our friends over at Price Picks. Go download the Price Picks app. Go to pricepicks.com. Sign up today using the promo code TSUS to receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100. And again, we appreciate our friends over at Price Picks for their love and support of the Spurs Up show. Okay, let's dive into our key matchups to watch, guys. First, we'll start the run game, right? I talked about line of scrimmage, how important that's going to be, and I put a lot of the blame and the criticism on the defensive line for stopping the run. Hey, linebackers have got to play too, and I've talked a lot this preseason about Georgia State, two guys in their backfield. We all know about Jamias Williams, but also Tucker Gregg, the senior who led them a rushing a season ago, uh, 953 yards and nine touchdowns for him in 2021. He is going to be the bell cow back. And guys, they're going to run the football. I mean, they're going to do everything in their power to establish the run. Um, the linebackers, in my opinion, this season, they got to help out the D-line. They got to step up. They got to play their part. So my first key matchup to watch, linebacker Mo Kaba against running back Tucker Gregg, and I picked Mo Cobb, and there's guys, there, there's different players you could pick for this, but the reason I picked Mo Cobb, J.C. Sherbert, talking about him yesterday, he's extremely high on him. I think this could be Mo Cobb's breakout year as well. Again, guys, Tucker Gregg, a guy that Georgia State is absolutely going to lean on. We had uh, we had uh, Anthony Treesh, a pro football focus on Wednesday, and he talked about that Georgia State had one of the highest run rates in college football last year. Like, they are going to run it, right? They're going to be stingy in the run game, as old Mike Bobo used to say. Slapdick Mike Bobo. They're going to be stingy in the run game, though. It'll be up to that linebacking core to do their part, stop them. I think Mo Kaba is a big player and a big factor Saturday night, tomorrow night. Again, so my first key matchup, linebacker Mo Kaba against running back Tucker Gregg. My second key matchup, to watch. And while I think the Gamecocks are going to want to establish a ground game themselves, 
As Marcus Satterfield said, guys, we didn't bring him in here to hand the football off. You're expecting Rattler to throw the football a lot. And the returning, you know, this, this is a defense that struggled for Georgia State, but the returning playmaker for them, you got to watch for is their strong safety. So my second key matchup, quarterback Spencer Rattler against strong safety and Tavius Lane. Lane led this defense last year with five interceptions. He's a bit of a ball hawk in the back half of that defense. And we all know Spencer Rattler, guys. If you watch any of his film, any of his tape from Oklahoma. I'm not saying that he puts the ball in harm's way on a consistent basis, but he is a guy that likes to take shots. He is a guy that likes to take risks. So if he's doing that, right, if he's doing that, you got to watch out for a guy like Antavius Lane. Just be mindful of him when you're going down the field. So again, my second key matchup, guys, quarterback Spencer Rattler against strong safety, Antavius Lane. And my third and final key matchup to watch tomorrow night at Williams-Brice Stadium your two head coaches, Shane Beamer against Sean Elliott. I think the chess match between those two guys um, getting their football teams ready to play, it is week one, like I said. So, and you know, both coaches, right, both coaching staffs, they they take a lot of pride. In, like their team is a reflection of them, right? And we see a lot of it in week one, the sloppiness, the procedure penalties, you know, delay of games, false starts, what have you. They want to limit that as much as as possible. Obviously, we've talked about the Sean Elliott factor and the emotions and the energy and everything he's going to have going on. So again, I, I think it's going to be really interesting to see the chess match, how these two coaches attack this game. So again, guys, my third key matchup, both the head coaches, Shane Beamer against Sean Elliott. Guys, let's move to my three keys to the game and three keys to victory for South Carolina. My first key, very simply, hey, we've been seeing all preseason right and recruiting hashtag trenches. Well, hashtag trenches for this one. The trenches will be where this football game is won. As we've talked about plenty of times, you can talk about the skill players and, and the way football changes. And guys, it all comes down to, can you line up and whoop the man across from you and move him in whatever direction you want him to go? We need to see the Gamecocks win at the point of attack more often than they lose, right? Georgia State will come in wanting to be physical, feeling like, right? They're probably watching film from last year saying, hey, we can push these guys around. We can expose them up front. They weren't good last year up front. We can expose them. The Gamecocks have got to nip that in the bud and nip that in the bud early, right? They got to nip that early. So trenches win the battle up front. My first key. My second key to the game and second key to victory when it comes to the defensive side and the matchup against Georgia State's offense, I think if you can force third and long, right, their quarterback, Darren Granger, their quarterback, Darren Granger, is a guy that comes from Furman, right, a transfer, the Furman transfer, Darren Granger. Um, he's a dude, obviously a dual-threat player, but no more so for his running ability. If South Carolina, I think, is able to get this into a game where maybe they take an early lead or they're able to have success stopping the run and get Georgia State in some third and sevens, third and eights, third and nines or longer, I think that's where you really open it up to that secondary you rely on so heavily, making big plays for you. And that's where sort of maybe you can start getting those turnovers and this game can start to get away from Georgia State. Again, if you're looking at this game from the Georgia State perspective I think the key for them is simply hey their best defense is going to be their offense and keeping Spencer Rattler off the field run the football churn clock right don't let this Gamecocks offense which should be explosive onto the football field if you can get them in third longs I think you put them in a really tough spot and you will have a lot of success and then finally guys my third key to the game and this was something that Shane Beamer mentioned right 
Shane mentioned this in his Tuesday presser when they asked him, Coach, just what are you looking for from the season opener? Efficiency, right? Play an efficient football game. If you take care of your assignments, if you don't do anything stupid, you don't have any procedure penalties, this is a game you should win, right? You're a double-digit favorite. You're at home. They're a group of five. You're a power five. You're an SEC team. They're a group of five. This is not a football game you're expecting to lose. This is not a football game that you should lose. But you know how you make a football game like this close? You know how you make a football game like this uncomfortably close in the fourth quarter? Doing stupid things, playing sloppy, turning the football over, not playing your assignments. Play an efficient football game, you'll have a lot of success tomorrow night. So again, guys, my three keys to the game, trenches, force third and long, and efficiency. Now, let's get into my prediction. And guys, my predictions look a little bit different this year because we actually have now a presenting sponsor for my prediction each and every single week. And I tell you this, right? I'm always excited to partner up with every single sponsor and business partner that I have. But when he reached out to me with this idea, I laughed, but I was giddy. I was like, this is literally gold, right? This is genius. So no longer, right? I used to go on social media and say, hey, just lock it in, right? Lock it in, lock it in. No longer are we just going to lock it in, right? No longer is it just my prediction. From now on, it is the lead pipe lock of the week, which puts even more pressure on me, by the way, because if we're going to call it the lead pipe lock of the week, I got to get them right. (laughs) I've got to get them right. I can't go through my cold streaks, right? I sometimes go through where it's like everything I pick, the opposite happens, right? We got to be better. So my lead pipe lock of the week, this is the lead pipe Lock of the Week segment, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. Guys, A1 Air Quality Consultants, they're giving corporate services for working man prices. They have over 20 years in the mold industry and 10 years in the asbestos industry. They use modern scientific technology for highly accurate results, and they perform the following services. Mold testing air and surface, allergen testing air for things like pollen, dust, etc., asbestos testing and building materials, asbestos air testing to make sure it's not airborne, air monitoring services during abatement projects, and E. coli testing for surface and Water. Guys, for more information, give them a call today at 864-619-2092. That's 864-619-2092. You can also find them on Twitter at A1AirQuality1 and on Instagram at A1AirQualityConsultants. For any other questions, you can just head to their website, A1AirQualityConsultants.com. That's A1AirQualityConsultants.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up show sent you. And again, we appreciate our friends over at A1 Air Quality Consultants. And I tell you, this lead pipe lock of the week segment, it is going to be a smash hit. I just can't wait for a couple of weeks from now when it really catches on, right? We're going to throw this on our graphics. People say, hey man, lead pipe lock of the week, lead pipe lock of the week. Like that's going to be a thing. And I just can't wait for that. I absolutely cannot wait for that. With that being said, hey, let me give my lead pipe Lock of the week is the Gamecocks take on Georgia State in the 2022 season opener. And like I mentioned earlier, guys, it's finally over. The preseason, the talking, all the all the banter, all the hype, it all comes to a head tomorrow, right? And as I've taught before in these season openers, I, I'm really glad we're not playing a, a, an EIU again, where that was there was no point in that game, right? It was a it was a spring game 2.0. 
Um, you know, you didn't learn anything, although we did, like I mentioned, see that the offensive line was going to be a bit of a concern from the jump, but you didn't really learn anything in that football game. Georgia State now comes in, right? This is a team that has a pulse. Do not take the Panthers lightly. Again, they will not be intimidated. Sean Elliott will have his football team ready to play. This is a very, very big deal for him, as we all know, right? At no point this preseason has the fear of South Carolina losing this football game crept into my mind. And if that's me not giving Georgia State enough credit, then shame on me. But it's just the truth. And I, and I respect the hell out of Coach Elliott. Again, had him on the show. Respect the hell out of Coach Elliott and everything he's built in Atlanta. He's done a fantastic job with that program. And again, they will come in expecting to win. But this is a game that, I mean, guys, if it's a touchdown game in the fourth quarter, then we've already got bigger problems than we thought. Again, no matter what the margin of victory is, right, it's not a it's not a drawing conclusion, well, we only won by seven, so we just shouldn't even play the rest of the year. Like, you can't look at it that way. But I think after this preseason of all the additions and all the hype and all the excitement and all the buzz and all the talk around South Carolina football, and I my one of my themes for this season's been it's not just about how many you win, it's how you win. I think that's sort of the theme of year two. I think it is really, really important for this football team to get off to a good start. Now, I'm not sitting here saying you got to go win 56 to nothing. I've seen a lot of crazy predictions out there like, you know, 49 to 7 or 56 to 10 or or what have you, right? I don't see it being that lopsided. Georgia State's going to come out again. They're going to punch South Carolina in the mouth early. I could I see this one being uncomfortable early, right? Uncomfortably close. I think it could be a 14 to 10 or or 14 to 7 or 17 to 7 type game at halftime, right? But I look at this football game, and I had 34 to 14 over the summer. That was my prediction when I gave my predictions back in July, right? How you win and how you do it is important. I want to see this offensive line push Georgia State around. I want to see a defense that's attacking, forcing turnovers, a defensive front that, again, is not allowing Georgia State to run anywhere near their average they had last year of 226 yards per game. That is the thing that I most want to see. Obviously, we want to see what this offense looks like. Spencer Rattler, Antoine Wells, Jaheim Bell, Marshawn Lloyd, everything's sort of clicking. But that all comes back to, guys, the line of scrimmage and just simply getting a push. I do think early this one is close. I do think Georgia State, again, guys, they are not a pushover. There's a reason the line's only 12 and a half. They will give you a tough one early. But if this is going to be a football team that is going to hit my projection of eight and four, they will not stumble out of the gate to some field goal or touchdown victory. Again, I don't think it's some blowout of epic proportion. Now, if, if you can get ahead in this one early, you can force some turnovers. The opportunity for that, it is there. But I think realistically, hey, it's a game one for both sides. This South kind of football team you're going to see tomorrow, keep in mind, it's not the best version of this team you're going to see this season. This team will get better, guys, from week one to week 13. But while South Carolina may not be a finished product and they may not be the best version of themselves or best version of themselves as a football team tomorrow night, it will be good enough to beat Georgia State. And I'll be honest with you, I've seen really nothing leading into this season opener 
to change my prediction from over the summer. Again, Georgia State, their ground game, they'll try to play keep away, but I think the Gamecocks up front defensively actually should be able to have some success for some third and longs. I think it's a close game at half. I just don't know how Georgia State defensively keeps up with the Gamecocks athletes. I don't give a – hey, go go, go listen to whatever Clemson slap dick you want or Coastal Carolina slap dick in our mentions of late or, or whatever rival team. But South Carolina has playmakers on the offensive side. I'm not saying they're going to average 50 points per game this year. But, damn it, they've got athletes on the offensive side. And I just don't know how Georgia State, over the course of four quarters, is going to account for each and every single one of those options that Spencer Rattler has at his disposal. So with that being said, guys, my lead pipe lock of the week, go ahead and lock it in. I've got the Gamecocks starting 1-0, getting the victory. Give me South Carolina 34, Georgia State 14. Again, I think early on, it is a close competitive ball game. Coach Sean Elliott will have his team ready to play. The emotions will be flying. But at the end of the day, South Carolina is the better football team. They're the more talented team. They got more athletes. I don't think that's a hot take. I think that's pretty obvious. And I think that will show tomorrow night under the light. So again, guys, that is my breakdown of Georgia State. Would love to hear from you guys. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings on the game? What are your predictions? And I cannot wait to see you all tomorrow night and take it all in. And we start to finally get some answers to our questions that we've had over the last 100 plus days or so. All right, guys, before we head into the weekend and get out of here, let's take your questions. We got tons of questions here. I appreciate y'all being engaging. Krusty Andy says, no questions. Thank you for getting us through the offseason, Chris. We love you. Krusty Andy, I love you too, my friend. Thank you for that. And again, I appreciate y'all for the love and support throughout the preseason. I'm just so happy now. We finally have games to talk about. <laughs> we have football that's going to be happening on the field to discuss. Love that. Uh, Spur Your Enthusiasm, which, by the way, shout out to Spur Your Enthusiasm for showing the love with the merchandise on his stories, stuff like that. I appreciate you, my man, and look forward to seeing you tomorrow at the tailgate, hopefully. He says, do you believe there's a ceiling on the Gamecocks, or can the sky be the limit? Again, I've given my best case, worst case. Um, I think realistic best case is eight and four. Uh, I think nine and three maybe could be achievable. But, hey, man, you know what? We've had the conversations about best case, about worst case. Let's see it play out tomorrow, and then I'll have a better answer for you. Um, Caden Gibson, 42. With how Georgia State runs the ball, how our run defense hold up on Saturday? I, you know, obviously, again, they averaged 226 per game last year. I don't think they hit anywhere near that. Uh, I'd I, I like to say the defensive line will have some success. Again, you do have the size advantage, but just how well do they play? Going to be really intriguing to find out. Bobby Light SC says, are we able to slow down Georgia State's ground and pound and show improvement on defense? I think the short answer is yes. Uh, Bram Height, what helmet uniforms are we wearing? Per my uniform guy, my uniform insider, white garnet white with garnet face masks. And if he's wrong, he's fired, just so you know. <laughs> um, Mason Crow 48, who are you most excited to see play? Spencer Rattler. That, that, that's the easy answer, but that is the answer. Spencer Rattler. Uh, the Bowen Show, how worried should we be if it's close? Again, guys, can't really draw conclusions from the season opener, but, you know, I, it won't give you a lot of confidence going to Arkansas and Georgia. That's for sure. Uh, Big Mitch, 48, biggest improvement you see besides the O-line, the D-line, stopping the run, bottom line. Uh, J.F. Schuster, final question. What kind of idiot wouldn't take the minus 12 and a half spread? Hey, minus 12 and a half, Cox by 90, hammer it. Why not? Go count your Go count your winnings. Go laugh on the way to the bank as you count your winnings, my friend. Uh, again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for the comments, for the questions. And I'll leave you with this, folks. We made it.
We made it. Truly savor this season. Savor every moment because you know as well as I do, it will be gone before you know it. Hey, guys, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much. Cannot wait to see you at Willie B. Cannot wait to see you out at Seawells tomorrow. Y'all take care. Have a great weekend, and I'll leave you with this. Go Cox, beat Georgia State, and we'll talk to you on Monday. Monday.